Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to our weekly 10 Minutes of Meeting, where we tap into the brilliance, the vision, the wisdom of the great Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato. His Mesilas Yesharim gives us a pathway towards trying to perfect ourselves to live our best lives yet. I want to thank our sponsors of the series, Chani Eleni Grunstein, in memory of her beloved father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aram Ben Yitzchak. And a special thank you to Esti Lupin, Mike Lupin, for sponsoring this morning's particular Shir in the Schuss of Rufu Shlema. Vresti's father, my good friend Avram Chaim Ben Gittel Masha, should have a quick, speedy, and painless Rafua Shlema. We are in the middle of the 11th chapter, the chapter of Nikias, and we are learning all about how to cleanse, how to purge ourselves from those qualities, those behaviors, those choices, which sabotage our success, sabotage our happiness, sabotage our well-being. Uh, we struggle with thinking and doing and looking and saying and listening to the right thing. But if we can cultivate, if we can habituate ourselves to make the right choices, to acquire the best habits, then we can become the best version of ourselves. And the Ramchal has been going through one by one each of these different qualities and trying to, acquire, uh, trying to, get, us to, uh, trying to get us to move from what we call the column of the battlefield to the area of conquered territory. And we've been spending our time most recently on the area of... Envy, jealousy, the prohibition of expressing a sense of envy or jealousy. And the Ramchal has developed that there are different levels and different layers of envy or jealousy. There are the people where the envy consumes them, it destroys them, it absolutely compromises and corrupts them. And then there is an envy which is less pernicious, less dangerous. A stronger reaction will occur if one's fellow craftsman meets with success. Every craftsman dislikes his peer. The Medrash and Bereshit Rabbah tells us that there's a healthy dose of competitiveness that naturally is part of our human psyche. And when we see a competitor of ours succeeding, we think they succeed at our expense. We think that there's not enough for all of us. And so we're filled with a sense of envy or a sense of jealousy, a sense of unhealthy competitiveness. We want market share and we don't realize that there can be a win-win that God Almighty, the Ribona Shalom, can provide for both of us, can provide for all of us. And there need not be any sense of envy, jealousy, competitiveness, and certainly not any ruthlessness. If you see your competitor who is in fact succeeding even more than you. Now why is that so egregious? To be so highly competitive in business that it turns you ruthless, that you're jealous and envious, that it clouds your judgment, that it brings out the worst in you, is not only a violation between man and man, it's not only a violation between person and person, but in fact it's a violation in your very relationship with the Almighty. It reflects a corrupt sense of faith. And that's what the Ramchal continues with. We have to know our rabbis tell us in the Gemara in Yuma, on Daf Lam and Ches, 38b, the rabbis tell us that a person cannot touch even a hair's breadth of what is dedicated, allocated for someone else. If you are meant to make a million dollars, there's nothing I can do to take away from that. If you're meant to make $20,000, there's nothing I can do to take or add to that. Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Almighty has determined what each of us need, deserve, what we have coming. Our job is to take our initiative, our job is to work hard. Our job is to do all we can to succeed in the path, in the lane that is established for us. Don't go out of your lane. Don't look at the lane others are in. Don't see how fast or slow they're driving. Stay in your lane. We have a lane in life. Here's my job. Here's my effort. Here's my initiative. And hopefully God is allocated for me enough that will make me happy. Hopefully it meets my expectations in life. 
But if you go out of your lane and you start comparing, and it's not only true in the world of the physical, it's not only true in the world of Gashmias, it's true in the world of Ruchnias. Don't leave your lane. Don't start to look at other people. Don't compare yourself. You can only be brought down. You'll only compete in a way which will make you insecure or unhappy or push you to levels that you're not yet ready for in which you'll implode and collapse. Everyone is meant to stay in their land. The Chazanish writes in his wonderful work, Emuna Ubitachon, he says, you know, if you really have faith in God, if you really believe that all he provides is what we need, then not only would you not compete with a competitor, not only would you never be ruthless, not only would you never be envious or jealous, you would help that competitor. If a competitor moves in across the street and opens the same store as you, the same service as you, you'd go over and you'd welcome them and you'd say, here's my Rolodex. Can I help you? Can I make any introductions? Do you need anything for me to teach you about the industry here? If a person really felt I have faith in God and he provides for me, you're not worried about how well or poorly anyone else is doing. Hashem has enough to provide for all, and you never know where it's going to come from. And to be magnanimous, to be generous, to help others is the greatest expression not only of kindness towards other people, but it's the greatest expression of faith in Hashem that we believe He provides according to what we need. A couple of years ago, I, I wrote an article on a story I had seen in Brooklyn where a Jewish owner of a fish store, I think the store burned down, and a competitor a block away invited that fish operator to open a fish store within his fish store. They had competing fish stores in the same fish store. In fact, he got an award from the Brooklyn Council for his generosity. And I said that is a beautiful, fulfillment expression of the Chazanisha's insight. That if you really have faith in God, and if you're really a kind and good person, then you're not ruthlessly competitive, then you're not envious or jealous, then you're not trying to take away from someone else, or you feel that if they succeed, it takes away from you. In fact, the opposite. You're willing to go to step up to help. You're willing to uh, step in. Because they can't take away afilukum lo nima. Nobody can touch so much as a penny, a hair's breadth of what's allocated for us. If a person would really internalize that everything that we have and everything we are meant to have comes from above, comes from God, and is a reflection of what's best for us and what we're worthy of, then there would never be room to notice what someone else has, let alone feel jealous or envious or to compete with them. That's our parsha. V'ashem b'rachas Avram bakol. God blessed Avram with everything. And that sense of bakol that Avram had, he gave to Yitzchak, and Yitzchak gave it to Yaakov. When Yaakov and Esav reunite these two brothers, and Esav, Yaakov says, No, bro, what's going on? How are you doing? What's happening? And he says, Yeshli Rav, I've got a lot. I'm doing well. I'm on the Forbes 400, but I'm number 400. Yeshli Rav, I have a lot. And Yaakov turns to him, Esav says to him, Yaakov, Hey, bro, how you doing? And he says, Yeshli Kol, how am I doing? Psst, I have everything. I have health, I have children, I have a roof over my head, I have what I need. Whatever I have, by definition, is what I meant to have, and therefore, always, yeshli kol. Now, we should be ambitious and strive and aspire to have more, to succeed more. But whatever we have, yeshli kol. I have everything. And that's what we say in our benching. After we eat bread and we recite the birchas hamazon, we say, bakom miko kol. We ask Hashem to give us that sense, that attitude of kol. Yes, go work hard, strive, be ambitious. Do better. Set goals. 100%, of course. I believe in that in my life and in yours. But when all is said and done, when the results come in, Cole, I have everything. Whatever I have is what I'm meant to have. Stay in our lane. Don't look to the next lane. What you have is what you're meant to have. I'm not jealous. I'm not envious. I'm not competing. And I certainly will never be ruthless. 
This is what the Prophet tells us about the future. In order to enable the Jewish people to attain all the good that we were promised, in order to achieve all the good, you want happiness, you want peace, you want serenity, you want to feel blessed, you want the true richness of life, then you must purge from your heart. Get this repulsive, get this despicable quality out of your heart. What's the quality we're trying to purge? The quality of jealousy and envy, of looking askance at what others have, of having ayin ra'ah, of always being jealous and always, always wishing poorly on the other, always wishing and thinking we deserve it. You heard someone else is making a simcha, wonderful, I'm happy for them. Someone else got a new house, amazing. Someone else won the lottery, fantastic. Someone else has wonderful marriage, shalom bias, has great nachas from their children, isn't that amazing? I want it too. I'm going to work hard to get it. But not at the expense of someone else or the fact that they have it is not coming at my expense. Stay in your lane. What do you have to do with the other? In the prophecy that is foretelling the future, the Navi Yishayahu says, Isaiah says, that in the future Ephraim and Yehuda won't be jealous of one another. They won't have envy. They won't cause one another to suffer. That brothers will be able to work in harmony. They'll be able to be happy for one another. Genuinely, genuinely tap into the simcha of the other. They'll be able to fagin one another, to really be happy for another person. That's what we strive for. That's something we can achieve. Much of the Mesil Sashar's description, this quality of Nikias of purging these unhealthy character traits, they're really hard. And I don't want to suggest that this isn't hard, but it's achievable. It's really achievable. It takes mindfulness. It takes being present in how we react when we hear someone else has good news. It takes being present in when we see someone else's success. Stop yourself. Don't compare yourself. Their success has nothing to do with you. Not everything has to do with us. Be happy for them for their success. For again, the other person for their joy. Tap into their joy. And it doesn't have to be about you. It can motivate you. Beautiful. Be motivated. It's wonderful. Be motivated in a beautiful way. Competitiveness can be good. Can I so from Tarbachachma? It brings greater wisdom. If the competitiveness is not at the expense of the other, but it's pushing me to be better, that's a fantastic competitiveness. But a competitiveness which undermines harmony and tranquility, it will be an obstacle to our own happiness and success, our own relationships, and it'll be an obstacle to getting to the place in the future that Isaiah the Ishayahu prophesizes. He describes if we want to break through, if we want to have a sense of redemption, we need to learn to live in harmony. And at the core of learning to live in harmony is having an eye in tova, a good eye, an eye that sees the good in others, and an eye that's happy for the good and the success in others. We'll pick up with this, please God, next time. Wishing everyone a wonderful day. 8.45, come back for Living with Amuna. And 9 o'clock tonight, as always, we go behind the bima. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.